What should doctor practices and hospitals be doing to fend against the recent rash of ransomware and other cyber attacks hitting the healthcare sector? I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Craig Musgrave, Senior Vice President of Information Technology for The Doctors Company, a provider of medical liability and cyber insurance. Craig will be discussing steps that healthcare providers can take to reduce their risk of falling victim to cybersecurity threats, including ransomware attacks and other cyber attacks. So now, Craig, what do you make of all these recent cyber attacks that we've been seeing lately on the healthcare sector, especially the ransomware attacks? I think the willingness of the hospitals to pay for the ransom may be starting to contribute to the rise in the attacks. Security firms urge victims not to pay the ransom. However, the hospitals tending to pay the ransom simply because it's easy to do that versus trying to back up and restore the systems. The financial data that are available on credit cards, it really has a finite lifespan. It becomes worthless once a consumer figures out they've been detected for fraud or cancel, they can then cancel the card. But the healthcare data, it's the cash cow for the hacker world right now. So a hacker can get 10 to 20 times the amount for credit card information on the black market. And so that, I think, is spurning the attacks that we're starting to see. So there's a huge amount of attacks, really, on you know the blue crosses of the worlds and so on. But then the ransomware is starting to really ramp up as well, simply because it seems like they're able to get the virus in through the firewalls onto the computer systems and get paid that way. So now, Craig, what's the reaction that you're seeing from doctors and hospitals to the news of these attacks? Are these organizations prepared to deal with these attacks? And who's most at risk? I did some research and an institute called Ponymon Institute. They did an annual benchmark study on privacy and security. It shows that 81 out of 90 covered entities, the hospitals and the groups, had data breaches over the last five years. The studies also show that the healthcare organizations are not changing their behaviors where only 40% of these 90 companies were concerned about cyber attackers. KPMG also supported these statistics. So what's really happening here, that the main people that are at risk, one is the doctor-patient relationship when uh, a patient is in the hospital. And so that's a key part of the risk simply because they won't be able to get to their systems and everything's manual. But I think the next part of the risk is for the consumer when they leave the hospital because if the hacker is being able to get to their medical records, then they've now got this healthcare data that the, they've been trying to find. So now, Craig, your organization offers medical liability insurance. What kinds of patient safety concerns do you have about ransomware and other cyber attacks that we've been seeing on the healthcare sector? So we work vigorously to protect our members' data, and we've done a lot of the steps I mentioned in the prior question uh, as far as trying to protect the systems. We don't have as much data that a healthcare system would have, but again, we need to protect that information. Uh, we have statutes that make us really uh, stay focused on what we're trying to do, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, as well as PCI, payment credit card industry. So we're we're really focused on trying to make sure that these type of events don't really happen at our company. And in terms of your clients, what sort of safety concerns do you have about them 
having ransomware attacks or other cyber attacks on their organizations and the implications that it might have on medical liability insurance in terms of patient safety. I really think if the physicians and the small practices and the hospitals can start to in- install all the different prevention strategies that I talked about, that will protect the patients and so on. We need to make sure that the physicians can service the, when a patient comes into their office, they can service them well so that at least they have some backups to be able to see what the history of each patient was. Does cyber insurance generally cover the kinds of ransomware attacks that we're seeing, and what happens if a hospital or a doctor practice ends up deciding to pay the ransom to unlock the data from attackers? So we offer a cyber insurance to all our members. There's a one of the coverages in there is called cyber extortion coverage, where if they do pay the ransom, they can turn around and make a claim to get that money back as well. So it's trying to protect the doctors in this age we live in right now. Um, the amount of tax that we have coming on is just going to just keep increasing. So I think it's important everyone starts to focus on that as well. So now if a hospital or a doctor's office does get hit by a ransomware attack and has difficulty recovering from that attack, does it become more difficult for that hospital or doctor office to obtain cyber insurance moving ahead? In general, no. So it's like having a car accident. You know, your rates may increase when you have a car accident, but you still should be able to get insurance. So if a hospital or an entity has been attacked, the insurance companies will uh, sit down and review their current cybersecurity strategies, make sure that they have those in place. And then over time, as the risk reduces, then I, I believe the rates will also come down. So, Craig, right now, what would you say the number one thing is that most doctor practices and hospitals can do to make improvements in their cybersecurity stance so that they don't fall victim to ransomware and other cyber attacks that we're seeing? So the number one issue is social engineering. It's the employee negligence. The doctor practices and the health insurance companies should be providing training for all employees And again, I think I said over 80% of the attacks are made possible by the human error where they'll click on a link or they'll open an email attachment. If we can train the staff to avoid downloading or bringing USB devices into the systems, then that's going to cut out a lot of these crypto locker events that are happening. Thanks, Craig. I've been speaking to Craig Musgrave. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.